Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? The Big Ones. Each week, we discuss new moral dilemmas. Each week, we discuss... Each week, we discuss new moral dilemmas from... Um, uh, each week... Do you know what it is? Okay, I'm going to say it. Okay. Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Maria. And this, this is, is The, the Big, Big ones. ones. Each week, we discuss moral dilemmas ranging, ranging from... from historical oh. choices to brain-busting moral quandaries no it's not it doesn't have to be exactly word perfect welcome to the big ones each week we discuss moral dilemmas from from um relationship problems to historical dilemmas to brain-busting moral choices the, the questions can be confusing but they're always fun to talk about because they force you to look deep 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 inside yourself well, well you, you like, like what, what you see ingrid haas hi i know that always gets them we got you good <laughs> That was fun. Welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Guys, Ingrid Haas is a comedian, oh. an actress. Uh-huh. A Canadian. A Canadian. Yes, that's huge. We just had two Canadians in here. Get out. And we asked them where they were from so that we would see if maybe you'd been in their area. And they were from Alberta and from uh, 12, 12 hours north of British Columbia. Vancouver. 12 hours north of Vancouver. Vancouver. Oh, wow. I've never been to Alberta. I've been to Vancouver. Have you been 12 hours north of Vancouver? I've been four hours north. No, I haven't been as north. Yeah. Wow. Who are they? Uh, they're uh, a director and writer pair duo. They're probably listening to this. Hi, uh, Tyler and Chris. Um, hey, Tyler and Chris. Most Canadians know each other. That's yeah. what we thought. That's why we brought you up. Did they know me? Um, no, they said you sounded familiar. Well, that's a very safe answer. Yeah. 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 And, and they uh, too sound familiar. Yeah. Tyler and Chris, howdy. <laughs> we don't say that in Canada. Yeah. <laughs> Are you really Canadian? <laughs> I certainly am. Um, but yeah, Canada's beautiful. It's really great. And today I got a text from my girlfriend saying that Canada has donated $12.2 billion so that uh, there can be free daycare for kids. That's wow. great. <laughs> that's, that's, that's great. Can you imagine? Them. I mean... <laughs> It would be so easy just to have a baby and put it in free daycare. Yeah, just free daycare. Are they having problems with the population where they're going like, okay, just pop them out and we'll give them free? No, I think it was just like, you know what, people, it's a bit expensive. Help you out. Yes. But it's good for the economy that both parents, if they want to, can be in the workforce, I think. But is it good for the child? I don't know. You're talking stay at... That is a moral dilemma. Are you going to be a stay-at-home mom or a working mom, a mom at all? That is a moral <laughs> dilemma. That's a big one. That sure is. Talk about a big one. We'll put that in the, the bank. 
The yeah, put it in bank. the bank. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I can't really touch that right now, but <laughs> I know we have well, nothing to we have nothing to go on. I think I'm probably going to be a stay-at-home mom, but not because I want to or I think that's better just cuz work is slow. Work is slow, but I bet once you have a baby, it picks right up. That's the thing. You should have a baby. You should get pregnant just so that the work will start. Why yeah. would why does work start when you're pregnant? It's just when it you're unavailable. It oh, it's like when you plan a vacation, that's when you're going to book a job. Yeah. But I have been planning many vacations and going on them. <laughs> what a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's nothing. Although it is true, I've had I I had to cancel a vacation uh when Ghost Girls came out. There you go. Uh, you had to uh, postpone your honeymoon Whoa. because you got a job. Yes. It does happen. It does happen. Where was your honeymoon and what job were you postponing? I was. I oh, almost I had mean, to miss my wedding. Wow. Yeah. That would have been very cool. Yeah. For them all to be there without you. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to have a stand-in. Uh, but no, I got a job. I booked a pilot that shot in Vancouver. Know it. Yes. Very soft city. And it was like, I hadn't worked for a while. I was like really stressed. I was also planning this big wedding. And then, yeah, I got this job and it literally shot the week of my wedding so i had to um wow. fly to vancouver fly in for the wedding fly back to vancouver like the day after the wedding <gasps> and then um push the honeymoon a couple weeks where did you go on your honeymoon hawaii it was so vancouver. nice, nice. <laughs> back to we did have a little mini moon in vancouver which was fun oh yeah working's fun yeah working's yeah. so fun we're all unemployed currently and that's why <laughs> yeah. we're available today that's right that's every day all day forever but are we ever really unemployed because we're always really working on stuff here you are working right now creating content yeah there you go that's right i just i heard an alarm go off which is why i we do she has expert ears i know we have the windows open right now in the office the recording studio so if you can hear like (laughs) the very professional studio (laughs) so um it was just a little warm and it's such a beautiful spring day out Uh, a couple days the last couple days it has just been beautiful i love a cool brisk breeze yes mm. but a warm a, a warm undertone undertone oh, with, yeah. soft, with a cool breeze <laughs> when there's a bunch of clouds in the sky I mean, there's nothing better yeah and they're not dark gloomy clouds they're bright fluffy clouds yeah, yeah but if clouds. they did get dark and gloomy i wouldn't be bothered no i like it too it makes me stay at home and eat licorice yeah so we like to start out ingrid with just like discussing with our guests if they have any little Little big ones is what we call them. Purse, little big, little one. big ones. Yeah, I'm going the uh, moral dilemma. Yeah, is what you mean by that? Yeah, well, we we trademarked um, not uh, little big ones. Little okay, big ones. under okay, I'm with you. Copy that. Oh, P.S. We should make mugs or get the mugs that we made and give them to guests. That's great. That's I would love so a mug. Cute because yeah. Amanda just drank out of a mug, and then I thought, well, wouldn't it be cute if you know we- branding. Yeah, if we gave you, you know, water in our mug. Yeah. And then... Why not make it a travel mug? Oh, my God. A travel mug would be amazing. Because guess what? I'm getting into my car after this. I'd love to take that mug with me. Yes. I love that. And then we should also start taking photographs with us and our guests, I think. Yeah, I think we'll start that today. Yeah, we should do a a photo. (laughs) Okay. Okay, Okay. so let's get into this little Okay, so this is a bit of a sad one. Okay. Okay. Um, So my uncle is very, very sick. Um... And so I have some family in Los Angeles, my first cousin and his four children and wife. And his dad is very sick with lymphoma, Hodgkin's lymphoma and cancer. And it's spreading very rapidly. And he's in the hospital right now. And the moral dilemma is yesterday I asked my dad if he could fly me up um, because they said 
See, I told you it was a bit of a heavy one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, they could fly me up to see him because they don't know how long it could be. Um, but when I'm very close, our family's very close. So, you know, all the holidays, Passover's coming up. I thought, oh, maybe I should fly up. I asked my dad. He said, absolutely. I'm going to visit him in the hospital right now. We're in Canada? Toronto. Toronto. And so I thought maybe it would be very nice for me to fly with the four kids because the, my cousin is already in Toronto, but his wife and the kids are here and they're going tomorrow on a red eye. It's like, I'll help them out. And then my dad checked the prices. Very expensive. Uh-huh. We're talking 2001 <gasps> way. What? Because wow. Air Canada's very bad. Wow. So then we're starting to look through all these things and prices. And it's not, I guess the dilemma is, do you spend the money to go and help the family so I could be sort of a babysitter with them and leave tomorrow night? Or be a little bit more financially responsible and go in a week or two. Also, we don't know how long it's going to be. I was on the phone with him the other day. He's cognizant. So it's like, and I asked my cousin, I was like, please get real with me. What are we? She was like, I don't know, Ingrid. We might have the wedding. It's very sad. (laughs) Wedding for my cousin on this sometime this week because she's getting married in June. But it could be months it could be a year you don't know so i'm sort of in this dilemma of going also i'd fly god forbid but it happens uh i'd fly in for a funeral right so what is the wouldn't it be better to see someone when they're alive but is it good to see somebody on their death's door it's like do you know what i mean like when is the right time to see someone people you know you'll fly in for a funeral but is that really why not see them? Well, before? that's for the fair. I think like going in for the funeral is more like a closure thing and for the family to like be with them for right. that. So what yeah. a, this is truly a big one. Wow. It is. It's <laughs> not a little one. Is it too no, big? A it's, big it's one. Good to talk about because there's really it's like, I think at the end of the day, like whatever you decide is the right choice. Well, that's the thing. I know that. Yeah. But also... What is the choice? And I don't believe that there's not a cheaper flight. And I'm going to look on my secret apps right now. Okay. And I'm going... Okay. So, so by the way, the dilemma was um, it was that specific flight to get on that specific flight with the the family so I could help them too. Do they... Do you... Are they really in need of help? No, they're not. So I can... It was my generous heart that offered that. And then... And then... So it's too expensive. And by the way, I'm bringing this up because it's literally on my mind. Yes. No, I, I was like, I can't bring I, up another one. This is the one I'm trying to figure out today. I think forget getting on that flight for $2,000. Yes. Right. They, it's, they'll make it there without you. That's great that you offered. It didn't work out. Like, that is crazy. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think... Maria's definitely looking on her apps right now. Yes, I or am. Or she's texting and, somebody. No, no, no. I'm, I'm looking. <laughs> what, what day did you want to fly out? I would like to be there Thursday or Friday because also it's Passover and come and, back and I can be with the whole family. And then the wedding might, you might be able to be there for the wedding. I don't, I, it, that is like, they're not going to listen, but that's very, I think just immediate family in the hospital. I see. Okay, and where, okay. when would you want to come back? I don't know. Like it's what Wayne Hawes asked me. Well, what like, about, what if you were there for a week? What if you were there from Thursday to Thursday? Right. Okay. Let's just, I just want to, I just am curious. I say, Go out now, see your uncle, see the family. Right. Then 
you know, if it happens and there's a time you have to go back out for the funeral, you then worry about that. Then. Worry about that then. Yeah, that could be like you said, it could be down the line. You just don't know. You it, don't know. And you. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I yeah, I yeah. say forget the two thousand dollar ticket because I don't think your uncle would even want you to do that. Right. You know. Yeah. There is a one stop. $583 round One trip. Way. Round trip. Told you I could find it. But wow. how long is that layover? It's going to be a nightmare. Um. Okay. Well, the, the whole thing would be seven hours, 37 minutes going and eight hours, 50 minutes coming back. So I'm guessing like a two hour, three hour layover. It's not bad. Not terrible. Now, hold on. Let me just look at the nonstops because we're going to go up. We're going to. Okay. So 657 nonstop. That's. Not bad either. Uh, that's round trip. Now, it is on WestJet Airlines, which is not... Uh, oh, that's tough. Why? What's the deal with that? Isn't WestJet one of those budget airlines like Spirit? Or uh, I, be- I believe so. I believe it is a, is a budget airline. Now, hold on a minute. Wow. Is it- there a bereavement discount? Or is that just when I- someone passes? Because- or is that just on Seinfeld? <laughs> it might just be on Seinfeld. <laughs> um... Just give me now. There's also another website that I can go on, and it's called uh, Skip Lagged. And what they do is they take they take um, multiple stop flights that you wouldn't see. Like, okay, so say you're going to like Munich, right? And but um, or say you're going to New York, and there's no cheap flights in New York, but there is a flight that goes to Munich that stops in New York. That right. wouldn't show up on a regular mm. search. But if you buy the ticket to Munich and just get off at New York, then you know, right, but Munich would be very expensive. Uh, no. Oh. Sometimes, no, sometimes there's flights to Europe right now for $400 round trip from LA. Who knew you were such an expert in this field? This I'm is a all, hobby of Yeah, hers. it is. It really wow. is. She finds it relaxing. <gasps> now, um, I want to just open up while Maria looks at flights. Well, I'll look. I'll finish the flight search later. Oh, but there, I love okay. that. Okay. There are other... There are answers here. Yes. Are you... Um, what what do you guys feel about because i had a situation with my grandma my grandma passed away um about like the idea of like saying goodbye to someone like what is that is that some because sometimes i feel like that's more for the other person than for the person on you know the receiving end yeah so i had a situation with my grandma who was very sick and was basically kind of like in and out of like a consciousness yeah consciousness um and so my it was like, you know, I'm, she's my step grandmother. Um, and she had all her immediate family all around her. Mm-hmm. And, um, they also had a situation with the house where they had this, while she was in hospice upstairs in her bedroom, the rest of the house flooded. Oh so my God. everyone who was visiting her was stuck in this like cramped little guest bedroom going in to see her one-on-one. So to me, I was like, I'm not going to go down there. Like right. she has also all these daughters. Like it was just too many people. And then my cousin, Laura, she texted me being like, hey, I finally, you know, she was kind of like, she really felt the need to say goodbye to my grandma. So she almost like um, aggressively like made it clear, like I need to be able to come and say goodbye. And she also said, hey, like you could call and I can hold the phone up to grandma. Mm. And I was just like, it first of all, it really stressed me out. Mm -hmm. And this is something where if it had been a couple years ago, I would have like, felt so pressured to have to call to say like my final words just because I was like nervous yeah and I just said you know what like I just spent a lot of really great quality time with my grandma because she was at all my wedding events like oh wow she made it out with cancer and everything to be there we had some really good talks I don't 
need to call and like say a message to right. her right now. And mm-hmm. I felt a little bit guilty about that, but I was also like, she's surrounded by her children. Yes. Um, I don't, you know, need to be like, Oh, excuse me. Like you guys get out of the way. Cause like Amanda yeah. needs to like, <laughs> I, it's I, a lot of pressure and I wouldn't know what to say. Yeah. I sort of had that conversation the other day with my uncle. Like they're like, just call him to brighten up his day. And the stuff that was coming out of my mouth was so insane. I was like, who do you think your angel is? Like asking him about his angels looking down on him. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I was like, I'm going to hold some crystals for you. Wow. It was, He's going, she's the sick one. It was, I was like, I know you think I'm California hippie dippy, but it was like spewing out. I was m- diarrhea of the mouth. I didn't know what to say. And I, you know, I said, how are you feeling? He was like, terrible. And where do you go from there? I know. It's such a hard... So I went to Angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you did what you had to. I was like, <laughs> I think Granny's my angel. Who do you think's your angel? And he's like, I Ingrid, don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick and tired. <laughs> I know. It's, yeah. it's a lot of pressure. And I think, and I'd like to hear what you have, Maria has to say, but I think the time you spend with somebody is probably the most important. And the last minutes, days, weeks... It's very hard for everybody. Yeah. I was there when my grandpa died. We were, um, and it's the cr- it's the craziest thing. Mm-hmm. It's the craziest thing in your life, watch- seeing someone die. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, have you guys ever? My grandma, yeah. It's, like you were, you mean when they actually take their last breath? Yes. Oh, no, I, I wasn't there for I've, that. I stepped out. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I was there and it really, you walk <sighs> wow. out and, and you really, everything is just so trivial after you you're literally it, it's cr- it's crazy to see life leave the body to see life leave a body and um when someone is you know knowing that they're at the end to be around people that they they love now i'm not saying like extended family or whatever should be there but it's like the people that are part of their lives in a way where it's like they feel comfort from that yeah that that is nice for for the both of you and like you know yeah i so i don't know i don't know yeah so it's not my grandmother right so i was around my grandmother as she passed away with cancer i would stay in her hotel room every Mm -hmm. day you know i was 18 i was taking the bus in toronto it was a nightmare but i i had to be there i didn't care what stage Mm -hmm. so this is a different relationship yeah but it it brings up the similar feelings of like I must go do that but it's a different relationship and it's it's definitely not as close so it feels very confusing for me so you're more your role in that case is to be there for his close like his family probably right I don't well yeah I'm very close with his wife my aunt I'm very close with his two daughters incredibly close to his two daughters my cousins I almost feel nervous to see him in that state in a different way than I think I would feel with my grandmother or did with my grandmother. But also, I don't know if it's imposing. I've asked everyone. Everyone has the same thing that you guys have to say, which is like, do what... And who are their angels? (laughs) (laughs) And uh, before we get off the phone, who's your angel? Ingrid, what are you talking about? (laughs) It was awful. It was so awful. I was just saying all the... I mean, here's the thing. And now I know where it came from. I remember as my grandmother was dying, she told me her daughter, Terry, 
is her angel, living angel. Mm-hmm. I guess Terry was really helpful with her chemo and stuff. And that always struck me as like a living angel, somebody That's who... That's nice, yeah. And I guess just cancer, hospital, dying. I just was asking the yeah, wrong yeah, person yeah. who survived World War II. They're just not... Yes. They're not there. Yeah, fair. I just think also it, it is always so hard to know like when... I, I, I deal that with that too as far as like now like being married. I have all these in-laws. Yeah. So I'm there. I... You know, when people in Matt's family have passed away, grandparents and stuff. So I've like been in the room with them and always kind of felt a little bit like, should I be here? Like, I just always ask Matt, like, do you want me there? I will be there for Mm -hmm. you. But I don't want the other family members to feel like I'm taking up time. That is their time, you know? So, but Mm -hmm. I think like always erring on the side of showing up is the best way to go about it because you know, if you go and sit with your uncle and someone thinks you're overstaying, you're welcome. Like, I hope they would say like, okay, Ingrid, why don't you go run and get some coffee? They come in and he's covered in crystals. (laughs) (laughs) Ingrid, where's, where is he? Oh, I definitely will bring them. (laughs) No, My sister did a meditation with him and we have a bit of a competitive edge. So (laughs) if she can meditate with him, I can bring my crystals. Sure. But I think erring on the side of showing up. I think that's a very good saying. Sitting in the awkwardness because it, death is like the most awkward thing and no one tells you how to deal with it Mm -hmm. and what to say to people or people who have just lost people. It's just all so awkward. Yes. And it's so like, I don't know. But you don't know what to say to the daughters. Like I've been texting and, you know, how are you doing today? I never know what to ask, but I want to show that I'm there. Our friend Brian Schaff wrote this book called About Grief. And it's all about how we don't talk about grief in Mm -hmm. America or death or whatever. And this one thing really stuck with me in it where um, they interviewed this this woman who um, had lost her husband or her her child or, or something. And she said that, you know, people would come up to her and be like, how are you? How are you doing? And it was all very like... Um, not grounded. It was all very much this like, like, you're doing fine, right? Yeah, yeah. It was all this, how are you? But it was all, nothing connected her to anything. And it wasn't until um, she, she, her friend like invited her over to dinner and, and she was like, you know what I would love is to just like take a nap on your couch while you guys go about your business so I can feel like I'm in a home with life and stuff. And she was like, my friend allowing me to do that was the greatest gift. That's all she needed to do was say, you know what, you can take a nap on my couch while my family and I go about our day and then we have dinner and everything and she's welcome. But just little things. So it's... It makes you feel part of something in a non-obtrusive sort of like... Let's talk about your grief way. Exactly. Yeah, and it's just comfort, you know. Just knowing mm-hmm. knowing you're there for someone is also the the same as showing up. I mean, giving giving, you know, telling your uncle like, "Hey, like I'm uh, or your your cousins or whatever like why don't you guys go out there? You tell me when you want me to come out and I am there the moment you say it." Like yeah. like giving them all of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um Yeah, I think it's also like um Mm, what was I going to say? Oh, so a lot of times when there's something like, oh, someone just died. I don't, I don't want to like put anyone out by like inserting myself into things. So a lot of times my instinct will be to like, just don't go or just like, you know, whatever. Like I recently had a friend who, um, 
in, from high school who died. Um, wow. Yeah, so he was young. And so I, I knew him in high school, but I was not in touch with him the last, you know, however long. I won't say. Five years. Yeah, Five yeah. years. Um, so I was like, I'm going to go to the funeral, even though I felt like a little bit like, should I be at the funeral? Right. It wasn't a big funeral. It was, and you're from California, chapel. right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So I was, so it's able not to like go. a trip. Yeah. Like, I don't think I would have flown for it, but I went and I saw the parents and I just, you know, my instinct is honestly to avoid the parents. Right. But I went up to them and I gave them a hug and I said, I'm Amanda. Oh, oh, I just said like, I went to high school with your son. You know, we had a math class together. We used to hang out sometimes. And the mom knew who I was. <gasps> She was like, oh, Amanda Lund. (laughs) I don't know. I'm really moved. I think that's really generous. Yeah. And I think, and they were really moved too. that, like his high school friends, you know, he had made an impression on them and they had shown up. So I just think like, even if it's awkward or you say the wrong thing or you do the wrong Mm -hmm. thing, just like put, put even like going up to someone and and making the mistake of saying, how are you? You know, it's it's better than doing nothing. nothing. The thing that gets you in trouble, I think is when you put your own feelings, like, like what you did was perfect. It was going like you checked your uncomfortable, uncomfortability, your discomfort, your discomfort, (laughs) you checked your discomfort at, at the door and and you just you went up you paid your respects and you didn't say like do you know me do you you yeah. just were you, you probably went, don't remember me yeah, yeah you didn't do yeah. anything that were put you in the position of oh my god I'm so awkward it was literally and like, yeah forcing them to counsel you yeah oh, God forbid yeah. <laughs> but you said I'm a I'm Amanda I went to school with blah 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 and they were able they it could have gone two ways they could have gone like oh well we're so happy you came or they could have said what they said to you which was oh we do we know who you are and so it's just take yourself out of the equation yeah and put your and and just make yourself available is what i, I think say. that's great advice um yeah. yeah but i think what you were sort of saying amanda was like showing up and i think on our deathbeds we aren't going to think wow i really am happy or i regret going to see this person or that person or going to that place you are happy you went to these mm-hmm. things. You never regret showing up. Yeah. I you regret not true. showing up. Right. And if I'm on my deathbed, I was actually thinking about dying the other day. And did you do it? <laughs> I did it and then I came back. And I'd like, like to know how often both of you think about dying. Oh, it's uh, quite a bit. I think about it a lot. Yeah. Especially lately, just as people are getting older around right. me. It's like, it's there, you know, and having that friend who died young. And it's just like, I was thinking about like, if I'm lucky, you know, I'll be old when I die and I'll know I'm dying and have a little bit of time. And the that way, is lucky. Yeah, it oh. is lucky. And the way I was thinking about it is like, it's kind of like you're a little in a way, it's your time to shine if you want to. It's your wedding. It's, it's your death. It wedding. is. It's, it's a big <laughs> it's my I was day. Thinking about it, it's like your birth. Your wedding, like all these big experiences we have that you're the if you have a child, you know, or, or some other big traumatic event that happens in your life. Like, <laughs> having are- a child is traumatic. <laughs> your body goes through trauma. I don't but know like, it personally, but these are almost like your the wedding. landmarks in your life and how dying is one of them. Mm-hmm. But it's mm-hmm. the one that you ser- you have no control over, like that in your birth. And um Matt's grandma was this amazing woman and she um you know was 95 or 96 and she her husband had passed away a couple years ago and she knew she was going and she was like on her deathbed like curating her death experience she had everyone come in she was like i want everyone to surround me oh, wow. hold hands and sing amazing grace as she but 
and then did anything happen? Well, then I, I she didn't end up dying at that moment, <laughs> but she did pass away later. I think with some of her right. Uh, wow, how awkward would you feel singing "Amazing Grace"? I was there singing. Oh wow, sorry, <laughs> and I felt very awkward. Yeah, but it was very beautiful also, and it was just like she just is, wanted to hear it. Yeah. She wanted to hear it, and she wanted this experience in this moment for herself. Wow, and that was very. She was the center of this whole world. I don't know that I would want that. Well, you're getting it. No. Yes, you are. <laughs> honestly, if I, like my one of my grandsons like had their like girlfriend in there, I'd be like, how many grandsons do here. you have? <laughs> <laughs> Not yet. But well, I you. hope that shed a little light on something for you. And also you. sorry about your uncle. Yeah, That's so sad. A bummer. Yeah. It is the circle of life. It sure is. And we're sure all going to be there one day. I just hope we have nieces as thoughtful and loving as yeah. you. Oh, that is so nice. nice. Seriously. Yeah, not daughters, though. Just nieces. <laughs> yeah, daughters are... Our daughters are going to be nightmares. I want we a know niece it. that's better than my daughter. <laughs> I want to see my niece. <laughs> no, get out of get here. Get my niece in here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, well, we'll are you ready for the... To the big, big one. Yes. Now, I hope... This oh, is... so that was supposed to be a little one. Yep. Yeah. But no, it was but a big, I, big one. Yeah, and actually, we can treat our big, big one as a little bit more lighthearted, kind. I don't know if it is. Really. But it's our so first. So it's going to be a heavy podcast. That's, That's fine. Right. We're getting real. Uh, this, what was I? I was just going to say something. Was sent in by a listener? It was sent in by a listener. Uh, and also, it's our first historical dilemma. So in the opening, we say historical dilemmas, but we've never done one before. And so this is our first one oh that's taken place in history. It's scary. I don't know much about American history. Don't I did worry. not grow up here. Oh, no, it, you don't. don't it doesn't require It's about much. Canadian history. Pearl Harbor? Okay. <laughs> okay. You're an up-and-coming starlet in 1950s Hollywood. You're yes. called by the House of Un-American Activities to name Communist Party members. Members. Oh. If you refuse to testify, you will be blacklisted and not work for the foreseeable future. You know of several unnamed former communists, and the committee knows you know. Would you name them? <gasps> now, My heart is leaping. Yeah. I know. Now, we have to remember, so before we go into this, and what we like to do first is create the world, so we'll create some characters here, but it is 1950. And Hollywood's a lot different, right? Very different. So it is not like you can create your own content. No, there's no YouTube if you can believe it. <laughs> right. So if you are not, if you, what you want to do is act and you, uh, you've got like three studios to work at or else. Yeah. And they own you. So they owned Elizabeth Taylor. She could only do MGM yes. or whatever. They it own you for the five more films. The break of the studio system, I think, came in the 60s. Mm-hmm. So this is, it's really is a dilemma. Um, should we all be starlets in this? Um, yeah, we should, we could all be the same starlet, like create a character. So what should our starlet be? I'm Betty <laughs> we, we are We're all our own starlet. Sure. But, uh, you know, we usually come up with the characters and then we can all switch off playing them. Oh, okay. Okay. So well, what's the starlet's name? Uh, Violet. Oh, how about Violet LaRue? Yes. LaRue was in the last one, Amanda. It was? Yeah. Okay, it was well, that's my um, grandma's middle name. 
It is. I okay. really like it. Violet. La- I think last week it was Pepe La Rouge. <laughs> so now it's Violet LaRue. I like that. Yeah. Vi- it rolls off the tongue. It sounds like a star to me. Yeah. Violet her LaRue. real name's like Violet Kapernatsky, but they had to change it. Wow. Know? Somebody named her Violet. Very cool. Oh, yeah, her name was Violet. Um, okay. I think are her we... real name was Burma Kapernatsky. Yes, yes. Yes. And she changed it to Violet LaRue. And are we brunette or blonde or redheaded? Violet. I think you're a brunette. I think so too. But with maybe like Liz Taylor eyes. So or she's Liz, she looks eyes. like Liz Taylor. Yeah. She looks like Liz Taylor. Yes, I think so. Um, okay. Liz Taylor had violet eyes. Okay. She did. Wow. Okay. Yes. Scary. Um, okay. And has Violet been in a couple movies? Uh, she's a young starlet. So maybe she was in like one kind of Oscar nominated film as a supporting role. Oh, so she's really up and coming. She's hungry for that. That's that. Yes. lead. And maybe she's been promised the lead in the next studio. Is it yeah. Paramount or? Uh, yes, it's, uh, it's Paramount And the, the name of the movie that's that she's up for. It's called, uh, trigger down, tr- trigger down, trigger Ooh. down. It's a cowboy. Yeah. It's a cowboy. And film. she would play the lead woman in the West. It's a Western one. Yes, calls it yes. a Western. And how yes. about it's about, um, like a young woman whose family is murdered by bandits. <gasps> yes. So she goes o- undercover as a male sheriff. <gasps> this is yes. Good. It's first of a kind. We've never seen a woman ride horseback without two legs on one oh, side. Yes. This is going to revolutionize females. And why at she's the time. great for I the role. Chills. Why she's great for the role is because like, very she's as American as Apple. Pie. Yeah, oh, she is. Yes. Violet LaRue, more like Violet America. Yes, that's, that's, I, that's, that's a, her saying. Yeah. That is her saying. People love saying it about her. The movie she, that she just did, that she was nominated for a Best Supporting Actress role. Oh, what was yeah. the name of that movie? That was um, Casa London. Casa London. <laughs> Welcome to Casa London. And in that yes. one, she played a little sister yeah. um, who has a mental breakdown. Oh yes, my the God. mother, the, the older sister owns the casa and is very successful. Yeah. It's in the hills of, of London. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and the little sister gets herself in trouble by, she starts dating the enemy of the family. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay, so she's so she did that role. She lost the Oscar. She didn't get the Oscar. No, no, she no, was she nominated. Lost. So one day you get called into the committee and they say, we know you hang out with a certain crowd. Okay, these and are... And who are the... What is the crowd type? Charlie Chaplin types? Well, he's a little older at this that that point. So maybe... But are they kind of like eclectic artists? I mean, are they other... Just other actors in her circle, maybe? Well, if she's mm. part of... Okay, so if she's part of the studio system, she's an up-and-comer in the studio system, then she's got a lot of studio pals yes, right so they sure. all spend time on the lot together well we, have you seen those uh the housing on poinsettia in hollywood that charlie chaplin created that's a little like small enclave of like 12 apartment buildings i, I think i have perhaps yeah. she lives in one of those it's where the studio mm-hmm. buy bought like the whole thing mm-hmm. and all of her neighbors. They stay yeah. up late smoking cigarettes. I love Drinking it. whiskey. Right. And, and she's been very homesick. So these also Where's have she been from? her. I think she came in from Nebraska. Oh, she's an American pie. Yeah. yeah. Her so, family is all farmers. Yeah. So the, she's, yeah. they've really also, this group of people, not only her colleagues and her friends, they've also been comforting her a lot in her time of need, I think. Oh, big time. And her family, they're not doing well as farmers. And they're no. sort of banking on her success. Oof. Right. Which she's more than happy to do because they've given her so much yeah now the communists are a huge threat right now Mm -hmm. there is what they call the red scare 
and they think that communists are infiltrating the uh, American American culture and are hiding in plain sight. And so uh, there is talk that m- there may be a nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. and, and so it is it's a scary you know, and maybe she was also kind of raised believing that coming from a small town, yeah. um, not a lot of diversity of thought. Right. So, but now she, she's kind of gotten to know these people and she adores them. Right. So off the bat, now that we have it defined, what do you do? I'll start as Violet before we just off the bat. I name names. <gasps> wow. You do? Off the bat. This is before we've even talked about okay. it. I'm saying off the bat. Mm hmm. Gut reaction, I'd name names. Well, okay. Off the bat, what do you say? I'd name names. <laughs> <laughs> I name names, but you don't give any names. Yeah. <laughs> I name names. Okay, so we're just saying our vote right uh, now? Just, yeah, we'll take another vote at the end after we talk it out more, but just an in, initial feeling. I name names. <gasps> I don't name names. Wow. No, because these people have opened my eyes. Who have? My communist friends. Okay. And are they, and just so we're clear, they are communists. Yes, well, they are a lot, communists. All of them? Um, the, you know at least three names that you could give that are definitely communists. My question is, could you, in this enclave of friends that you have, I don't know why I keep saying enclave, but I, I in, this, in this group that you have, much like a comedy scene group, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Friends, family. Uh, could you give a name... That of somebody who's scorned you, but perhaps isn't a communist to save the friend who is a communist who you like more. I think another element is these the people after you and the un-American committee for Americans or whatever. They kind of know who they're looking for. They just need someone to prove it. Right. They need a backing. Yeah. yeah. Um. Hmm. Well, the thing is, here's the thing. In Hollywood back in that day, so much crazy stuff was going down. People, I believe, were being um, threatened and murdered at at times to get, like, studio heads were kind of tyrannical. Yes, for sure. Um, and so it really was a Wild West, speaking of Trigger Down, um, <laughs> it was kind of a Wild West era but not it was it was more of a tyrannical era it was it, it, it there was no getting ahead unless you really worked the system right and right. so it it's not the hollywood we know today now i'm not saying it's right to sell other people out but i'm saying if you have a dr- if you have the drive to to be something which is a hollywood actress mm-hmm. in 1950 then i think you have to be willing to do some things that you wouldn't do in any other part of the world. I also would say in the 1950s, an actress is a pretty left of center career. So you're already pushing boundaries in a way that is shocking to most people. She left. Am I talking as LaRue? Violet? Sure. Um, Why don't you let's hear your monologue? As Violet LaRue. Wait, Ooh. is that how you speak in yeah. Nebraska? Oh, what wow. do you do ever so, since I, you got your, that's your absolutely dialect right. training? So, so she was like a sex symbol oh, also. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, my God. Violet, red leather, yellow leather, bit. red leather, yellow leather. Violet, tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself. Grew up in Nebraska, but I forget it already. Violet. Oh, Violet. She's a vixen. <laughs> Violet, tell us about Trigger Down. 
Oh, it's the film that will kill all other films. You've never seen anything like it. And who's on your arm tonight, Violet? We've got Dan. <laughs> Dan Chaplin. Howdy. Uh, Dan, Dan, what do you do? Well, I'm trying to be an actor too, but I'm always a cowboy first. Dan, you're not trying. He is an actor. You'll see him. Look at that face. He's gorgeous. And I got the prettiest little girl on my arm over here. Wow. Dan can't be more than 15 years old. I'll get rid of him soon. <laughs> hey, watch this. He's juggling. Anyway, on to the next. <laughs> okay. All right. Wow. Wow. She's pretty great, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you're pushing boundaries, I think, as an actress. Mm -hmm. Your morals, perhaps I would say, are uh, looser. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. But I would say I understand like what you guys are saying about it's a cutthroat world. You're already probably kind of willing to get ahead, do what you can to get ahead. Mm -hmm. But morally, morally, and, like, you shouldn't morally. That's bad. Yes. And, and if you were her, what do you think you would do? Because it, it's so hard to get a break. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. And it's, it's like and if somebody and if somebody is saying to you, you will be the lead in this film and making X amount of dollars, and you'll have your pick of the litter of your f favorite husband. I think studios, like, created couples. Really? Yeah. Um, and you're probably not even really friends with these people anyway. And and would they sell you out? You right. know what I mean? Uh, that I don't know. It is it is hard, because obviously it's morally wrong. I'm Maria today would never do it. Ever. Right. Like, you wouldn't? No, 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 because it's a completely different world because I, I have the option of not doing it and still being able to pursue a life that I love without having to hurt anyone around me. That's true. It's just a complete... You, ha you are stuck between a rock and a hard place. I mean, no, hold on. Back it up a second. If somebody said, you know, what was Emma Stone's breakout role? That super bad. Mm -hmm. Essentially, some Judd Apatow mm -hmm. came up to you and said... And a hit maker. He's a hit maker. He's a hit maker. He's yeah. a slinger. Mm -hmm. He's a slinger. I want you to be the next lead in my hundred million dollar movie. Mm -hmm. If you tell me X, Y, and Z, who's what? a Scientologist? Because there's suddenly this huge backlash against Scientologists. I'd say it's all available online. <laughs> no, but we're asking you specifically. <laughs> um, no, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to work with someone like, like that. that. Yeah. The the which Judd, if you're listening, I'd love to work with you. Um, <laughs> He's uh, definitely listening, but not that much. Um, <laughs> where I'd sell people out. It's a different. It's completely different world. I don't need to work with Judd Apatow to be able to create a career. It's true. I Our mindset is very different now. Yeah, I mean, you can in a way kind of connect this to the Harvey Weinstein thing because some of women... He was a gatekeeper. Yeah, he was a gatekeeper and people were... I mean, I don't... It's different because you're not selling anyone out, but some women were kind of like prostituting themselves. Well, by they're not out. selling themselves. Yeah, and by yeah. not telling... I'm not saying by any way this is um, on the same level, but by, by keeping the secret of it, 
um, you are furthering your enabling cur- him. Enable- exactly enabling him, which is you know kind of a step removed from what we're talking about. But it is the this is the world we live in. This is what has to be done. Mm-hmm. And, and now I think it's like hindsight is twenty twenty, and that's mm-hmm. why these kind of historically based dilemmas are interesting. Um, is because now we know that. Some people were blacklisted who would not out their communist friends right. for 20 plus years. Right. But in the grand scheme of things, the people who did out people are not honored. And the people who... Well, they are, though. Elia Sorry, Kazan I don't know. Was. Yeah, I, oh, really? He was honored? He was honored at the Oscar. Oh, right, we but talked not about everyone that. stood. I know that's, see, that's the thing. And and people did continue to work with him after he was seen as a whistleblower. On- okay, so I don't know. Can, do you know some other people who outed people? Let me, I'm going to look up, uh, keep talking. That's very up, interesting. Uh, yeah, so now it's like, what's happening now? And I think the sexual harassment stuff um, and the power dynamics of that is, right. is kind of like, a version of this where certain people were keeping their mouth shut and enabling this and now they're being outed right and having to reckon with what they their choices they yeah, were and that is great i think they're the of course what maria was saying was like times have changed we have twitter instagram we have voices when you are essentially a nobody like when nobody wants to listen to you but I mean, think about just 10, 15 years ago. That's the Harvey Weinstein time. That's when there were no voices. You had no outlet. And so think 50 years before that in the 50s, if someone's offering you a studio job, if you just out these people, it would be a very hard thing to give up, especially if you've given up so much more before that. You probably gave up the potential of uh, marrying your high school sweetheart in Nebraska, uh, having that whole life. Yeah. Everyone back home thinks you're uh, some sort of a floozy for leaving and going to ho- Like, you risk yeah. a lot by going to Hollywood. I think we all do, really. N- not really risking a lot, but you're saying no to a traditional life yeah. and pursue... Yeah, with-, with hope that something, that luck will basically find you yeah. in some way. Yeah, but I mean, it's also... Okay, so what if you just said like, oh, yeah, they're communists. Like you didn't realize that they were going to get in trouble. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It would be very hard to enjoy your success, I think. That's what I think. Knowing what you've done. And I think, you know, you can pretend something and that follows you. It just follows you. And that goes for anything. Screwing people over, dating somebody's ex-boyfriend that you, you know, like just anything like that. It follows you, and you have to reckon with yourself at the end of the day. Harvey has to rec- look at himself in the mirror. And at, yeah. yeah, and also it's like you might sail to success career-wise, but your personal happiness will never be the same. Or can it? I, you know, I'm I'm wondering, can is there a way, are we able to... Um, compartmentalize let me name some of these informants yeah um martin uh berkeley gave 161 names and i don't even know his name um uh he was a screenwriter for uh revenge of the creature and tarantula so i guess he was like a sci-fi guy uh edward uh dimitrick was a uh, director 
Uh, he refused to testify before the HUAC in 1947. He served a few months in prison. Wow. And then he decided to return to the witness stand as a friendly witness. So he, he said he no. He served. And then went to jail. And then he went, okay, okay, I'll name names. So oh. Violet would have to go on the stand. Yes. It wouldn't just be a private, tell them the names yes. and leave. She would have to publicly be a rat Ugh. the uh the founder of the hollywood reporter william wilkerson uh gave more than 11 names <gasps> and um um and then jack warner the president of warner brothers gave 12 names wow um we know his name and then elia kazan gave eight names um so those were the big informants yeah but it does i mean I don't know. I don't know because you do think like plenty of other people. I have to look, but then again, hindsight. But like, what did people do back then when they were asked? Like, like actors back then when they didn't want to tell because a lot of people didn't give people up and they still worked. Right? I know. I would just say I don't know what you're talking about. I would didn't. I know this is a loophole and we can't like do this, but I would really try and just say. Like, I really have no clue. I have no clue. I don't know anything. I'm just a silly little girl. I really don't know. Yeah, right. I would play. I would want card. to play that. I know that I have a problem with lying, like mm. to my detriment. Like right. I'll tell people the truth and it's not a good idea. It's much better to be kind than to be honest. But if someone's like on the Bible or whatever, do you not know? I would actually have a moral quandary about lying about wow. something. Mm. So you would have <laughs> a problem even saying no. I don't know anyone. I don't know. I'm spiraling right now. Wow. Just talking about this. I'm really trying to put myself in that position. And we're probably like 23 years old. Yeah. If these people were my friends, I... Oh, my God. Acquaintances. Let's not say friends. Let's say they're they're at, no, they're they're at parties. They're friends. Well, they're... I mean, I'm sure Violet has... This is Violet backtracking now, trying to... Violet? Yeah. With herself saying, they were then really I'm my friends. friends. They're my acquaintances. Well, yeah, if you could actually get wrap your head around that, but I guess it does depend. Are you hanging out every couple nights together? Are they your basically your Hollywood backbone? Or are they acquaintances that you bump into them? Does it change it morally? I don't think it does. Right. You're, I think you're right. It doesn't. But it would for me, I think. For you, yeah. And you're also, okay, we're not, we're not, because I just read that in there, that we're not, if you decide to not name names, you could be imprisoned. I know. That's the crazy part. I did not realize that was, um, I thought I was just not going to work anymore. I, I think it was, I think it. I don't know that they'd actually put Violet in jail, but they would certainly probably threaten that. She'd be put in a jail, but when you'd come visit her, she'd like be in her silk robe, like with a boa and like all the other. Um, and she'd have the guards under her little thumbs. Yeah, she'd go, come in, come in. I've just made a stew. And then oh, she has like a hot pot. Yeah, she'd have a hot pot and she'd be sitting on like a windowsill. Oh, she has dancing. a love seat and she's got a, a mm-hmm. long cigarette. Yeah. She's just like, I'm miserable in here. Yeah. You've got to get me out. Daddy, if any please. of these listeners, are artists i'd love to see how you view violet oh, no that's funny that. because i would we love just put a, a piece of on, art we just that. put a, a thing on our twitter we want to make t-shirts with characters we create in each oh. of these episodes 
So we'd love a, a Violet, Violet LaRue. LaRue, maybe with her uh, Dan, uh, what was Dan's last name? Her little arm candy. Oh, yeah, I forget. The cowboy. I'd like to see her in her jail cell. Oh, yes. Yes. Me too. What are jail, jail cells? Okay, yeah. Like? I'm trying to put myself, okay, do does does Violet feel one way or the other about communism? Yeah. Um, I have to think if you're in Hollywood, you're more progressive and yeah. that you think that this is just like the conservative agenda trying to like stifle free speech. That's how I think I would feel. They're mm-hmm. not. So you don't think communism can be real bad, like really bad when it goes bad, when it goes Cuba, when it goes Cuba, when it goes Russia, when it goes uh, Venezuela. I, I think when you become a communist nation, you, it's not so good. Right. So I can there is not I get like the communism point of view of like, no, there should be fairness and equality. But but when there was a scare of literally the the Russian way of life was taking over America, it was more than just a progressive thinking of like, no, there's equality. It it was more than that. It was um, people were scared that their freedom was being taken away legitimately to a point where no one would have individuality anymore. So you have to think of it where it, it, I'm sure that was scary. Now, I don't know what happened at these meetings, like these communist meetings where people would like talk about their ideas. I didn't know how I don't know how progressive those things were i'm sure they weren't like you know dark hoods and everything i'm sure it was more just like talking about ideas yeah. and stuff so i'm sure the way it translated in america was much different than what it was in these communist countries well right but you can't stifle free speech i mean that's our that's right, completely you know? true so but you- that was the that what i'm saying is in that time that was the people were afraid that by communism coming over here it would be free speech would then be eradicated completely. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's so it was eradicating the discussion of it so that it didn't spread. Right. Yeah. I just think I, you know, I don't think I would have really been on that side of things. I think I would have gotten to know my friends who were communists and been like, they're not bad people. They're just individual thinkers and they need to be able to. And probably she probably would have that point of view. Like she probably wouldn't know what you're saying right now. But what you're saying, but here's here's the problem then, because if you are hanging out with all these uh, communists, then you you could be outed as a communist yourself. So w- what we have to do with Violet is take her out of that situation and just know peripherally she knows these people. Yeah, I think they're friends, but I don't think she's going to their communist meetings. I think they all live in the same area. Right. Yeah, I think that's fine. The way okay, that's- neighborly. She wants to keep the peace. And by telling about them the peace yeah. would be broken yeah and she thinks they're good people like i don't think she right. thinks they're evil people who should be behind bars right it's just uh, well, what are you willing to do to get ahead that is what it comes yeah, down that to really not does. even get ahead though what to continue on your life without you you're black you're not able to work anymore you could be imprisoned and uh i mean that's your entire life and you'd have to to move home and forget about any dream you had out in la like everything would be taken from you i know that's what's so hard it's not just like she does it's not just like she's an aspiring actress hoping and you know by ratting them out that she would get a job it's that she has a trajectory and she has a job waiting for her if she does not tell it's all gone but you know years later we know now that her whole 
um, what's legacy would be for not because now we'd look at her as like a snitch yeah. and someone who was on the wrong side of history. That's the outside world looking in though. To her, she was able to lead a full and and I, I know, but life. if you care at all about your legacy, I mean, that's also. Are you guys thinking about your legacy currently? <laughs> I'm not. Cur- I'm not currently. But if My- I'm if I'm 80 and everyone's like, oh, She's a it snitch. was it was all a lie. She didn't get it. Fairly. Oh yeah, no, that would hurt, and you definitely regret it later. You think yeah. you would regret it? later i think i would regret it later but i would not know at the time i know it's hard it's it's just hollywood i know that people get to where they are by being horrible human beings i agree i think so and i know that that i couldn't be a horrible human being uh, as maria today but um if it was so visible like with all this harvey weinstein stuff right Mm -hmm. it was very like i had heard rumors it wasn't it was you know oh yeah weinstein or whatever but i never looked into it or whatever he asked me to go to his hotel room wow stop Mm -hmm. i wrote an article about him about it on vice it wasn't it wasn't like i was a young starlet i wish i was i was just at a party he was at with my girlfriend and it was three in the morning a toronto film festival party and he turned wow. around. He's like, "Do you girls want to come to my hotel room?" And she's a neurologist now. And she was like, "What? No!" Like looked at this disgusting man. <laughs> yeah. Was and I was ever... kind of like, <gasps> and yeah. I said no, but I was like, "Wow!" He thought we were stars. Wow. Like I knew who he was. Was there any part of you that wishes you not now, but at the time, were like, "Oh, maybe I could get something out of it"? I definitely thought that, and I definitely thought he saw something special in me. Right. Wow. But I, he didn't. He just saw a vagina. Mm. Right. Mm. But he could have taken that vagina and then given given you a role. He wouldn't have. But that's what I thought. <laughs> you don't, Ingrid. You don't know. <laughs> I could um, be a star today. <laughs> well, it's like, are you playing? Is playing the game immoral? Like exactly. If, if it's if you don't like the structure, but you play the game into it mm-hmm. instead of trying to dismantle it. Like, are you part of the problem or are you a victim? Right. Exactly. <gasps> oh, that's so good. It's all fear based. I mean, you can do like the if Violet is a strong enough woman to go. I'm afraid I'll never work again. I'm afraid I might be jailed, but morally I know it's it's wrong. And yeah. maybe, just maybe people behind me will see the way I acted and then be able to, to yeah, learn from and, that. And, and, I'm and, with Violet yeah. on that side now. That's yeah, where I've gone. Too. And I would hope, I know it's hard when you're a young woman and you're scared and you don't have a lot of power because the structures are not built for you to have any power. Right. I, well, especially in 1950s. Yes, of course. And so I... Yeah, we just got the ability to vote. I know. <laughs> last year. Seriously. And well, I, I couldn't vote till I was 18. <laughs> but i i would hope that i would put aside my personal ambition to do what i knew was right and but i totally have empathy for people who would not and i feel like there's a good chance i wouldn't either who i am today i would hope that i would take the risk that maybe i could start something by sticking to my guns but it's hard to sacrifice yourself for a cause your own personal dreams your own personal ambitions and happiness to be the sacrificial lamb because there's a chance that you could just be the sacrificial lamb and And never forgotten and never get any credit but i do think there's something about knowing the faces of the people right it's not just a, a cause it's like these people you're going to put them in prison yeah and yeah if i was violet i'd make a to do about 
them coming at me asking for names and I would make I'd already been nominated for an Oscar so I know I'm not I know I'm not the Reese Witherspoon but I'm the who's the Violet equivalent of like I'm a not a Brie Larson I'm a um oh uh, Jillian Jacobs Gillian 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 Jacobs like you're a little up and coming yeah I'm a Gillian Jacobs okay so I've been in sorry Gillian people know who I am (laughs) she's not listening (laughs) I can guarantee you that people know who I am they've seen me in things they could see me on the street and you're going somewhere you're going somewhere I would make a stink about what was happening in the industry and wow you would take it to the next level well i think the way that you played violet she she's She's strong she seemed pretty strong Mm -hmm. i can't play violet another way (laughs) i know (laughs) there is no other violet can we do me and amanda will be the lawyers and you'll be violet on the stand okay oh wait i'm on the stand now yes but you're not you're disagreeing well you do you Deal with it however you need to deal with it, okay? And me and Amanda are the evil lawyers. Yes. I'll be smoking a cigarette. Okay, she picked up a pen just for everyone at home. She picked up a pen and she's holding it. You should see how she's sitting. Maybe I'll take a photo. Yeah, she's sitting like only... She's sitting like Violet in her cell. Whoa, actually, this... I think there's something on my camera lens, but this is amazing. Wait, this is crazy. It's like you're in silhouette, like you're inside of a... Kaleidoscope Violet right knows now. how to pose for the camera. <laughs> this is insane. Okay, I got to record this. Wow, Violet's okay. kind of full of herself. Here. I heard you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Violet. <laughs> okay, Miss Violet. It's Ms. LaRue. Miss LaRue, is it true that you have um, weekly dinner parties with these people? I'm holding up a picture. Dan, Jacob, John, Paul, and Rudy. So you well, do know them. I do. Um, that's interesting. May I take the stage? Go ahead. Honor? If Felix. only you could say the names of the people who I have. Am with. I the judge? Uh, no, you were both lawyers, but you called me your honor. Oh, I was talking to the your honor up there. Oh, not to okay. You. Okay, go ahead. Um, mm-hmm. while it is true, your birth, your LaRouge isn't your real. No, LaRue. LaRue isn't your birth name. Have is you it? done your research, lawyer? <gasps> Call me Felix. I'm Felix. Oh. Call me Felix, too. I don't want to call you anything but my name. Well, then why don't call we call... Call me by your name. <laughs> <laughs> so you're telling us you won't name... You won't name these men? I won't name names. Are you aware, oh. Miss LaRue, that we could throw you into jail and ruin your career? Oh, I'm well aware, but you wouldn't dare. But we would dare, Violet, and we will. Now, <laughs> as we... As we know, you are a uh, you're very up and coming star. You can- I am a star. Don't you forget it. Well, your bank account isn't saying you're a star just yet. How do you know that? We- oh, we have access to all your accounts. The studio system has promised me five films. Yes, five films. Unless I'm holding up your contract, there is a stipulation. What's that? If the communist people looking for communist people, or whatever we're called, comes at you and you don't name names, then this contract is void. I know those people who I did dinner with. John, Paul, Ricky, Rudy. Are they communists? How would I know? Order, order. Now, we have someone here I think you'd like to see. Violet, it's your mother. Tell them, please, they're going to take our farm. I'd like to say, on the record, I've had dinner with them. A casual cigarette, if I may. Are they communists? How could I possibly know? All we talk about are films and 
the American dream and how we're all pursuing it. And I'm just a small no, girl from Nebraska. No. They took your, your daddy. Honor. They took your daddy. I'm just from Nebraska trying to make a wage for my parents back in Nebraska. That was a camera taking a picture. Headline. headline Arrest her. News. Arrest her. A newspaper flashes onto camera. Violet LaRouge gives the performance of her life. <laughs> and the next year she's nominated for an Oscar for Best Woman in a Reality TV. <laughs> Best Woman in a Courthouse. <laughs> wow. And then cut to Violet on her deathbed and she's got no regrets. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah, but is she yeah, working? Yeah, she has no regrets. I don't well, think so. Did her career she take off? Her career ended right then yeah. and there. Um, but yeah, she but she honored. met a great love. A female. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, yes. yeah. She found love and, you know. Yeah. yeah I, think I was sick of the boys looking at me. Yeah. These violet eyes needed to see a dame, not a damn. What? Dentist. I don't get Dentist. a damn about anything but a dame. There you go. Uh, yeah. That really shed some light on things for me. Um, and I think you have to stick to your guns. And I, I hope that I would. And I plan to if it ever comes up. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. We have to, uh, we just have to realize how lucky we are to live in a, uh, an age where there is the freedom to not be, uh, barred down by a system or by a way. Like, there's ways to get around things, there's ways to speak up. And also, information is at our fingertips. We're not, you know, think of how alone Violet felt. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that she had nothing, she didn't know what other people were saying or weren't saying or whatever. You know, everything, there was no internet, there was none of the information she had was the information in front of her. I mean, it, what we're talking about now is very relevant in today's America as well. I mean, people are being deported uh, daily. Yes. So it's it's like, yeah, Think about a neighbor who could be deported. Would you rat them out if Trump called you or something like and that? And was like, yeah, we're going to ruin your career. <laughs> what you know. career? I'd say what career? You've got the wrong house. <laughs> See, it's good to talk about, though, so so we can, you know, like I always say, flex our moral muscles mm-hmm. and just know. Okay, let's, why don't we move on to the yeah, list, to the dear listener. big one. Yeah. I loved that, by the way. Yeah, that it's was fun to talk about. That was really fun. Good. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Okay, so here's our listener mail. Dear big ones, love the pod. I have a little big one. I'm confused. Is that what they're still called? Here it goes. No, it's dear big ones now. They were called little big ones. Now they're dear big ones. I'm in a very busy Whole Foods in D.C. during my and seemingly the rest of the city's lunch break. Around halfway through the express checkout line that's at least 18 people long. About halfway through the express checkout line that's about 18 people long. In front of me, a guy hits the cheese sample table and knocks the little tong that grabs cheese samples to the ground. He picks it up, Mm. looks around, and places it back on the counter. There were no attendants around he could hand the tong off to or tell what happened. He would have had to leave the ever-growing line and lose his place to find help. Wow. This is a great one. Oh, this could have caused him to lose the time he had to eat his lunch. I would hope if in the this situation i would get out of line and notify someone about the tongs to make sure the next people who grab cheese will not also be eating gross floor stuff but i've never been tested in this situation and might also just selfishly want the most of my already short lunch break wow. what do you guys think best sophie i love you sophie yeah wow this i have an is... immediate first thought let's hear okay it, yeah go ahead i drop food on the floor all the time pick it up and eat it so you're giving the benefit of of the doubt to the tong dropper thinking maybe he didn't think it was such a big deal yeah it's not a big deal i think in fact we should eat more 
food from the floor. This is a busy Whole Foods in D.C. Yeah. There's foots, foots everywhere. <laughs> you also have to assume that worse stuff has been in those samples. I'm a sample ca- lover, but I know when I'm eating those samples, <laughs> I see the kids going through there. Those yeah, kids aren't using the tongs. Those schnot butt bottoms are touching all those cheese. Kids, kids should wear gloves. And I'm uh, just realizing that right now. The gloves are going to be just as dirty as their little mitts. I think everyone needs a little more dirt in their diary. In their dirt. In their diary. <laughs> I got diary in my dirt. <laughs> You're both wrong. In their diet. Uh, no, I think, I think actually, we're too crazy about antibacterial gel. But and is tongs. it his place to to, to, to decide? <laughs> no, it's not. It's probably he, not. He should have held onto the tongs until he got to the checkout and said, "I dropped these tongs." But here's the thing: he takes the tongs. Someone comes to the cheese table, sees there's no tongs, and uses their hands. Well, that's Wait. on them. By the way, why are there tongs to begin with? The cheese is cut up into individual. You t- still got to use tongs just in case you cross contamination. You are not. I I believe, looking at Ingrid right now, that she doesn't even use the tongs. <laughs> I believe she puts her bare hands into samples. I've, I do yeah, that. 100% You guys I are do. nuts. I've done that. I guess it's I guess it's rude, but in my mind, I think we should all be like this. <laughs> I think we're just a little too precious about food and germs, and if we had more germs, there'd be less sickness. You're an extremist. You're a sample extremist. <laughs> I think the right what I probably would have done is if I dropped the tongs, okay, I would have held them up in the air and said, <laughs> I dropped these. Oh, yeah, I like that. You and know? then skirted oh, back right God. into line. I do that with my dog. If I take him on a walk and I forget a poo bag and it's in the car or something, I, I see no one's there. I say, I'm coming back and I do go back and pick up the poo but I just don't want somebody secretly seeing me leave a big old plop on the ground yes I totally agree I think the guy was in the wrong it's not even you know whatever your feelings are extreme or not about germ intake it wasn't his place to decide uh yeah so we think he's a bit arrogant why didn't Mm -hmm. Sophie say hey I see you dropped those why don't I hold your place in line? Great wow. point. Now, this is a great, great point, okay. Maria. That is a really great point. And I am somebody who would say that. I have to scale back on stuff like that yeah. because I get into too much trouble. I am somebody who's like, hey, so today I was at Runyon Canyon and somebody was going into the parking lot the wrong way. Mm-hmm. And I was about to roll down my window and say, you're going the wrong way. And I had to go... Stay in my lane. Stay in my well, lane. Well, it is hard because you would hope that the man would go, excuse me, um, I just dropped these. Would you hold my place while I go do this? And then everything would be solved because Sophie would, of course, have said, of course, or anyone around him. Mm-hmm. I've been in line at a store and gone, could you I hold my I forgot the place? milk. Yeah, I, I, I'll be right back. Can you just... I do that all the time. Yeah, it's fine to do. Now, as Sophie, can you, is it wrong to go hey i saw you just drop those you need to do something about it what she maybe should have done is gone could you hold my place go got to- the tongs sophie mm-hmm. i think the place of her is not to try and school a stranger yes, that's you're right. very you're right very you don't know and that's you don't know and that's not a great place to be unfortunately right you wish we could be like that with strangers well i don't know because that would <laughs> then a lot of people wanna, would be telling be you by a stranger i have been it's not great um, I think the move is Sophie just goes 
and picks up the tongs. And when she gets up to line, she says to the guy. So are we saying, like, I'm sure that Sophie did not expect this turn, that now we're saying it's her moral obligation. If you see something like that, is it your moral if obligation you see something, to deal you say with something. it? Yeah, I think it is. I think it is, too. I think it might be because I think I would. Just be being, the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. yeah and she it, has to be that change. Um. Yeah, I would go. I would not school a stranger. I might not even do it until I finish checking out so as he wouldn't see me because I don't like that kind of conflict. And then I'd go to the tongs and then I'd go. If one person had to use the tongs in between me checking out, that would be the collateral damage. Yeah, I would um, call 911, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I would be fine for that guy to see me take care of it. Wow. In fact, I think it would be good for him. I think so too, and that shame that would be cast upon him, and th- there would it would be, be a quiet shame. Only him and I would know. There'd be the other thing though, that she said though. In the line, the other thing she said though is this was a lunch break. People have short lunch breaks, and it was a long line. Well, that is true. I mean, when people do shitty things, we have to, or as I always like to think, I don't know what is going on in their life. Mm-hmm. Who knows whose hospital room you just came out of? Well, he could be I, like, on a new medication that is giving him brain fog. Yeah. You know, he might he not could have be even drunk. He might yeah. not have even noticed he dropped the tongs. Like I could uh, honestly seeing myself like just like you dropped them and not even connecting that they're dirty now. Just like, oh, I dropped I just drop and pick it up. Yeah. That's a and, very yeah. dude move, by yes. the way. Yeah. Yeah. So, I do think that's right. And I do think we have to lead with compassion instead of conflict. Like I assume know. that he like assume the best of people or assume th- that he doesn't have a brain. And what do you, you can't teach someone who doesn't have a brain what to do. So you have to do it yourself. I don't want to assume he doesn't have a brain. I am. He has tongs for brains. <laughs> you hate him. <laughs> well, this has been illuminating. Yes. To say the least. It, this is a really difficult one for me because I was so certain that I was not going to give away my f- communist friends. But when you really, Maria, and you are really pushing that putting yourself in that time, it really made me doubt my convictions. I completely switched. I know. I yeah. went from 100% I'd give names to 0% giving names. It's, um, I think it all depends on who you grew, who you grew up around, what your support system is, and, um, the, it's just hard. I can't, pers- I can only think what I would do in that time period, and I can be morally, you know, like, oh, I would definitely not have told, but I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. So you would give names? I don't know. But I you don't have to know. say. Um, pro- I have such I have such guilt that no, I don't think I would. But I think it would be more because of the guilt than because um, like I, I wouldn't name names because I would feel so bad about it. Mm, I see. Just being me, I know that I would just feel horrible about. Well, it. yeah, that's part of it, right? Yeah, that's yeah a big but part some of- people can do that and and get over that and continue. Whereas I probably couldn't. Yeah, so it's a lose lose. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, guys, well, this really has been a great Ingrid, discussion. Ingrid, do you have anything coming out or anything you want to plug? This comes out next Thursday. Or where people can find you. Oh, you have great Instagram stories, guys. you got to follow I her. I did recently just unfollow every single person on Instagram for my own mental health. Oh, you're taking a little cleanse? I'm uh, doing a little cleanse. But I'm Ingrid Haas on Instagram and I Haas on Twitter. I've got a lot of uh, commercials on air. Check them out. <laughs> if you guys are watching. Do you guys want to say bye to Violet LaRue? I think yeah. she's oh, yes, still yes, yes, yes. She's still. We, any final words as she's dragged off to prison? This is how about we. How about this? How about we were talking to her on her deathbed? <gasps> we're her ne- nieces. 
Oh, my favorite nieces are here. Your daughters are right outside. Should we bring them in? You're my favorite nieces. Keep the door shut. Okay. Good. I am short of breath, but I want you to know a few things. Yeah, yes. go ahead. I love you. Aww. And I really wish I was a movie star. <laughs> We do too. Us too. I'm sorry, I'm not leaving you with much. You're leaving a lot us of with debt. Nothing. Well, you are debt. leaving us with a moral compass. That's true. Tell my daughters to come in here. I'll say goodbye to them too. Oh, I'm gonna try try and pawn that moral compass off <laughs> for what? See what I can <laughs> Any get. Any sort of money. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the compass because it's a compass. Yeah, you get it. Ten karat gold. <laughs> well, she was a real. She's gone now. <laughs> bye, she, bye. Oh, bye. you didn't hear. It was her last breath. Oh. <laughs> That I left you with a lot of debt. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much. And, uh, oh, remember to um, go on our Patreon page because we've got some awesome extras on there. We have a couple extra episodes. And we're almost at our goal for um, having one extra episode per month uh, if we get to $250. But right now there's just some mini episodes up there. Yeah, but we're loving all your support. So thank you so much. And merch is available and... Email us at thebigonespodcast at gmail.com and tweet us at thebigonespod on Twitter. And thanks for listening to The Big Ones. You can say it too if you, you want. The, the Big One, two, three. The, the Big Ones. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.